Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 309. Thank you so much for joining us. We are back with another episode in this series of the best thing we ever ate. In a specific Disney park today is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Last week we did Magic Kingdom. And this week's episode, I don't know about for you, Catherine, but for me, this was much more challenging. And I dare say, I'm going to make a bold statement right off the bat, Animal Kingdom has the best food in all of Walt Disney World between the four parks. Wow, that is a bold statement. I stand by it. I, You know what? I might agree with you. I think that if you take away the festivals, like that's kind of an unfair advantage for Epcot, but just... On a typical day. Diet Epcot day. On a Diet Epcot day, if you want to be a foodie, Animal Kingdom is absolutely the best place to be. I might argue Disney Springs has a little bit more to offer overall, but for theme parks, I think it's all about Animal Kingdom. And we both kind of mentioned making our list. This one was more difficult because we had a lot more to choose from. Some things in Magic Kingdom just kind of won by default because there aren't a lot of options. I was going to say Disney Springs probably has an unfair advantage just because of the sheer amount of restaurants. I think there is something to be said for a theme park restaurant versus a Disney Springs kind of restaurant because that is a little more elevated. But I do agree you should not sleep on Animal Kingdom food. We found good things, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, drinks, everything in between. I really think it's all here. And the thing that kind of challenged us through making this is that we both commented on we like expanded on our list so much of things that we have to try in the future because I feel like Animal Kingdom hides their restaurants and, you know, little snack counters so well. There's always new things to try. I agree. And particularly breakfast was something I'm honestly surprised that we haven't done more Animal Kingdom breakfast because it is a morning park. You're always there in the morning. We found some really good things that we've never tried. So of course, we're not going to mention those. We are going to have to save that for a future date. But overall, I'm hoping we don't have a lot of overlap is the only thing that I'm a little worried about. Yeah. So uh, one thing I will mention, you just brought up about things that we'll try in the future. I'm thinking for this series going forward, obviously, we're going to go through at least the four theme parks in Walt Disney World, probably do Disney Springs, maybe just do Disneyland as a whole since we have less experience. Now you want to do DCA. You I think DCA deserves its own day? Absolutely. You can definitely do one for each park. Okay. And then I think going, I agree now that you say it, but yes, I'm thinking about all the good food. But um, I think going forward, maybe we can say like the best food we ate in the month of blank. And that could be something that we do going forward. Oh, this just gives you another excuse to go eat out. Correct. It's a tax write-off, right? <laughs> is, it, is it though? 
You just write it off. <laughs> That's like the, uh, <laughs> the, we need to insert the Shit's Creek reference where. Yes, who well, pays for it? The government. The government <laughs> pays you back for it. Okay, now we're just quoting Shit's Creek because we love them. But are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's start with breakfast. Are you going to start or am I going to start? <laughs> Does it matter? No. Go ahead. All Ladies right. first. Thank you. I had to go with, and again, we haven't done a lot of breakfast, but the best thing that I've ever eaten in Animal Kingdom were the mini donuts. Specifically, they were Oreo mini donuts. And they were at the Anandapur Tea Company, which is right across from the Yak and Yeti quick service restaurant. It's right across from the kind of howling monkeys. Are they monkeys? I think so. I'll be, Are they gibbons? Are gibbons monkeys? Or apes? I'm not sure, but they make a lot have, of noise. I think they have tails, so I think they're monkeys. I thought so too. We still look for these whenever we walk by. It's the Joffreys. You need to mention that as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the Joffreys. Yeah. But they, of course, it has a fun name. We still look for these every time we walk by. They were just the perfect little bite size. The icing was good. We love anything Oreo flavored. And they were just done really well. It was everything that you would want from a mini donut. And it was perfect for breakfast. I also added, since it is breakfast time, the lion latte. I know I'm kind of cheating because drinks is its own category. But I really enjoy the lion latte. At first, it was just because of the Lion King. But then I think it's still around all the time. It's like a coconut flavor. Yeah, so that... I always skip it for that reason since I don't like coconut, but you enjoy it every time we get it. One thing I'll say about that Anandapur Tea Company is kind of what I was mentioning before. Animal Kingdom does such a good job with theming and kind of hiding things that, is this a restaurant? Is it a shop? Is it just a facade? That I almost think that that Joffrey's in particular hides so well that there's never a line there. No, it's always empty. And they... It is the Anandapur Tea Company. They do have a really good selection of tea. We're not big tea drinkers, but if you are and you're visiting Disney, you definitely have to check this place out because it's probably going to have the best selection that you're going to find in a theme park. Yeah. The flip side is that Creature Comforts always, the Starbucks, always has a line. and But that's on more of like a main pathway, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So... I would agree. Those came to my mind when I made this list. It is a little frustrating that you never know when they're going to have them. It's basically just when they do them. Now, secrets out on this. Like, I don't think Joffrey's tries to keep it a secret anymore. A lot of their donuts are made by a company called Donut King in Central Florida. So I'm almost wondering if we could go to Donut King and get those there. I... Would be that willing. is a great idea, actually. We I'd, have to try that. I'd be willing to bet that that's where they came from. Solid Planta, what's your breakfast item? Mine was the Colossal Cinnamon Roll. And you can get this many, many different places in Animal Kingdom. I know they have it at Creature Comforts quite often. And the coffee shop in Africa that I can't remember the name of right now. I always get it from the Tamu Tamu Refreshments which is right when you go over the bridge into Africa on the right-hand side. 
right before you get to those bathrooms that are on the right. It's it's just a giant cinnamon roll. So I feel like you get a good bang for your buck. I don't think it's quite as good as the Gaston cinnamon roll. Gaston's is a little more, uh, well, I was going to use the word mushy, but that's not the right <laughs> adjective. This one's like a little- gooey? Yeah, this one has more of like a crust on it, I guess is how I would describe it. So I normally like mine very soft and like pillowy. Pillowy is a good <laughs> word. But this one, it's still good. And I, I think it's the best thing I've had, but I also think I know there are better options out there. So basically I'm just discounting what I'm saying. I, If you really want it, then I would get it, but I think there are better options out there. <laughs> that I am looking forward to exploring in the future. We are off to a great start. I think something drinks... you can rarely get is yeah. something we don't actually recommend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Drinks. I think that's where we're really going to hit it off. Now, I did mine into two categories. I went ahead and did a non alcoholic and an alcoholic. I did which- too. So I bet we picked the same non alcoholic. Well, you go first. I went first last time. My non-alcoholic best thing I've ever drank in Disney's Animal Kingdom is the Pandoran Sunrise from Satuli Canteen. It is tropical fruit juices with melon Powerade. Is that the same one on your list? No. Okay, good. So there was like a kick a couple years ago where basically everywhere new that opened in Disney had some sort of Powerade mixed with some sort of juice drink. Woody's Lunchbox had one for a while. They had one here. I think they still have it. No. They don't have it? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, maybe. But even there, they had like an alcoholic version, I think. They and did. They have like they had like an adult lemonade one, and then I think they had a kid's version. Well, kids are just like non-alcoholic. Uh, well, okay, non-alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yes. Okay. Anyway... This one is my favorite one. I think it's the most refreshing. I love, like, if I'm, I basically only drink Powerades on, like, road trips. <laughs> but anytime I get a Powerade on a road trip, I always go for melon. The bright green, it's just so refreshing. You add the tropical juices in there. They have the, uh, for lack of a better term, the turd ice. I don't know what else to call it. What? You did not just say that on our podcast. My family called them that growing up. Turd like ice. Like pellet ice, yeah. Brendan. Pellet. Yeah, like little turds. <laughs> no? I say that word <laughs> one more time. Okay, pellet ice. But it's not like sonic ice. Like sonic is what I would consider pellet. These are bigger than that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You don't you don't approve of that terminology. It's just a weird term. What? And some people know. Some people will reach out to us and let us know. Okay. But it's just excellent. I get it every time we go to Satuli. That is a good choice. Mine also does come from Pandora. However, I went with the Night Blossom, which is in the little stand. It's the layers of apple and dessert pear limeade. So it is frozen. Topped with passion fruit boba balls. I've never had that one, but it's very Instagrammable. It's very colorful. It's super bright. Again, it's refreshing. Animal Kingdom has a history of feeling like the hottest park. I don't know if it's the humidity, 
the sun, just the feeling that you are outside in the wilderness. It's, it's just really it's on good. on the edge of the Disney dome. So like you get a harder greenhouse effect because you're on the edge of the dome. That's true. Yeah, they can't completely cover you. Mm-hmm. But it's just really good. It's Pongu Pongu. Pongu Pongu. Is the name of the stand. It's basically right there, either in front of Satuli or at the end of the Flight of Passage exit. And it always has a line. They have lots of snacks, too. I don't actually think we've ever gotten a snack. I think the good news is they have the uh, pineapple cream cheese. Lumpia. Lumpia, which is like a like an egg roll almost. Uh, and there's something I don't... I've never had the courage to try it. I know some people swear by it. Some people say it's disgusting, but we'll have to try it eventually. Eventually. Alcoholic. My favorite alcoholic drink in Disney's Animal Kingdom is the Tempting Tigress from Nomad Lounge. It has Russell's Reserve 10-year bourbon, allspice, can't speak, allspice dram, D-R-A-M. Is that how you would pronounce that? I don't know what that is. Tamarind sauce. And I'd like to also point out that when I typed this on my phone, I typed on accident. (laughs) (laughs) S-A-W-C-E. How did it let you type that? Well, it underlined it like, did you mean to write this? (laughs) And I just left it. Yes. Tamarind sauce (laughs) and lime juice. You're in some kind of mood today. (laughs) Well, it is past 10 o'clock. It's past my bedtime. But... um. Basically, you can put, as long as there's bourbon and lime juice, you can put anything else you want in a drink, and I will enjoy it, most likely. Those are like my my two go-tos. And we have had quite a few drinks from Nomad Lounge. I know. I was thinking about that, uh, the monkey one, mm-hmm. or because that's the one with some coffee in it, right? I don't, I've one never had has, it. There's the Mustang coffee, but then there's another one that has coffee in it. And that it's a little weird, but like Tempting Tigress is a go-to, always good. Nomad My Lounge. go-to alcoholic drink also comes from Nomad Lounge. It's the High Tower Rocks. I'm a sucker for a margarita, and this is basically a watermelon margarita. It's watermelon, sweet and sour, tequila, but it's amazing. It is, again, just very refreshing. It It does taste fresh. I don't know how you make a watermelon margarita taste like so fresh, but it's amazing. I was going to ask when you brought that up, is there a more, there's a lot of places on property that sell a watermelon margarita, but the variations between all of them are like drastic. Don't you think they can either be really good or really bad? I think that applies to any Disney bar, you know, Disney, we've talked about it a few times, Depending on where you go, they might have a very similar menu. So, for example, we went to Cruise Cup, and they have a very similar menu to when we went to Outer Rim. You know, it's kind of their signature bar menu. And, yeah, I could get the same thing, the exact same drink at both of those places, and they're going to taste very different. Now, this watermelon margarita in particular is different than the ones that you would get on that menu because they do also have one there. I don't know what it is about this one. If it's just... I think they use real watermelon. 
they might. And maybe that's the difference is it's not like a syrup, but it's amazing. Um, so if you're looking for a watermelon margarita, leave all the other ones behind and get this one. I'd just like to say that for the remainder of this episode, anytime you say any kind of like liquid, like a sauce or a syrup, it needs to be replaced with sauce. Just pointing that out. I feel out. like a syrup is different. No, sauce is like all encompassing. Okay. For the purpose of this. Just wanted to point that out. I found it interesting. Neither of us picked anything from Dawa Bar, which we do really like Dawa Bar too. But not as much as Nomad. If we're going with the best of the best, the atmosphere, the you know, the wait staff has always been amazing. Just everything about it. It's perfect. So the jungle juice is what we would get at Dawa Bar. And that's one I don't know if the new Pog Juice news is going to change that for us. Oh, yeah. It might. That could be a real issue. We'll have to check that out and report. So you want to go snack next? Snack next. My favorite snack, best thing I ever ate in Disney's Animal Kingdom. I get this one. This is probably the most common thing that I've gotten in Animal Kingdom. The chicken dumplings with ponzu sauce from Mr. Kamal's. Excuse me, sir. You just broke your bowl. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> um, I love Mr. Kamal's. I feel like it's simple. Like, I don't know. I feel like we recommend it a lot. And then sometimes people will be like, I went there. It was like nothing special. I was like, but that's why it's so great. Because it's just like simple, really good food. You just know what you're getting. Yeah. So I like, so normally I would get chicken dumplings. Like if we get the choice at a restaurant, I would get steamed dumplings. These are definitely fried, but they're crispy. The ponzu sauce is very good. I think it you get, gives it like a little bite. Yeah, you get three of them typically. Not the best bang for your buck, but they're just like a nice little snack. They're not going to be overfilling. I I always love getting those. The snack category was probably where I struggled the most because I had two that I was really going with, but the one that won out overall for me was the grilled corn on the cob with emphasis on with the African spices from the Harambe fruit market. This is a new addition to your palate. It is. And it's one that we are very hesitant to try for a long time just because it is grilled corn. It's hot. You know, when they give it to you, it is steaming hot, absolutely covered in butter and these African spices. So it is, I mean, it has a really strong flavor to it. And if you're interested in those African spices, there's definitely some sort of curry powder in there. I was going to say, it smells like curry. You taste it. It's not too much because we're not huge curry fans. And I feel like if it was overpowering, I wouldn't enjoy it. But it has the best flavor. The corn is cooked to absolute perfection which I do think is important. And they even wrap it in aluminum foil so you don't make a total mess of yourself, which well, I appreciate. Still possible, but... It's possible, but they try to alleviate some of that. If you I, had to guess, what do you think those spices are? Do you think it's curry, like chili powder, and cumin? Probably. I, I honestly don't know, but that's a good guess. I'm no chef. You're the cook here. Hmm. 
We'll have to see if we can figure it out next time. I did choose this one over my Mr. Kamal's fries. That was my second runner up. And I went with this one because I feel like the flavor profile was better with the corn as a base because I actually think that the Mr. Kamal's fries, the seasoning that they put on them is very similar to the corn. Also, I'm not a big dipping sauce person when it comes to like ketchup. It comes with a some sort of ketchup and I never get it because I don't like ketchup. And I just feel like with the corn, it just made more sense. Yeah. I wish we could have went to Mr. Kamal's because I don't know, someone can correct us if we're wrong, but I think this is where they used to have the self-service station, like the toppings, like the seasoning that you wanted to put on it and the sauces as well. And now they do it for you behind the counter. But I kind of like that they do it for you. I don't want to be in control of that. That's a lot of pressure. I know. Then if you mess it up, it's like, who do I blame but myself? It, it, exactly. It's all on you. So now we're moving into kind of our three-course meal. So I guess it makes sense to start with appetizers. Mm-hmm. So I went with chicken dumplings for a snack, and I'm going with pork pot stickers, really varying here, <laughs> for the best appetizer I've ever had. And these come from Yak and Yeti. Now, these are steamed and come in like a soy sauce, you know, their own special soy dipping sauce. They're just, they're just excellent. I don't know what to say other than I feel like it's just a go-to. It's a staple at an Asian restaurant is to get some sort of dumpling or pot sticker. And, I mean, it is for us. It's our staple. And they, they don't miss. They're very good. I can't argue with that. I tried to think a little bit outside the box because I was looking for a way to incorporate this into the best thing that I ever ate. It might be a stretch for an appetizer, but I went with the baked macaroni and cheese with pulled pork. (laughs) From Flame Tree? Yes. I said Flame Tree just because that's the only one I've ever had, but they do have a smaller portion kind of across the way at... Eight Spoons Cafe. Eight Spoons. That one I do feel like is more of an appetizer because it is a smaller portion. It's a dollar or two cheaper too, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you don't have to do the whole mobile ordering thing if that, you know, is just, if you just want to grab something, I think this is great. I think the only difference is, doesn't one come with an onion ring and one doesn't? Yes, that's part of my notes here is that it does come topped with an onion ring. Now that necessarily to me is not like a make or break part of the appetizer. I like the onion ring, but I mean, if you're not looking for a meal size or maybe if you're not trying to share your appetizer, I think eight spoons is probably the way to go. It comes with some barbecue sauce the pork because it comes from flame tree is always cooked really well. And then, I mean, honestly, can you mess up macaroni and cheese? I would hope not. Exactly. It's just, I had to put this on my list somewhere. Interesting. I mean, I think it can work as an appetizer. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe like a side item. I mean, macaroni and cheese is a side item typically. So why not an appetizer? Entree. I really wanted to venture somewhere else and you're probably going to roll your eyes. It's at Satuli Canteen, 
and it is the grilled beef bowl with the herb sauce and nothing else and the rice base. That is the best entree I've ever had in Disney's Animal Kingdom. I wanted to pick something from Yak and Yeti. I wanted to pick something from Tusker House. And I just couldn't justify it beating out this beef bowl from Satuli. I feel like Satuli has the highest quality, I think some of the highest quality quick service food on property. You can just tell that it's prepared correctly. It's it's high quality. And that herb sauce is life-changing. It is very good. I knew that you were going to pick something from Satuli, but I will agree. I mean, it's fresh food. You know, I like that they give it to you in... Um, I mean, like a real bowl, you're using a real silverware, so it's not just plastic. You know, it just feels really nice. It doesn't necessarily feel like a quick service meal. It usually comes with like a nice slaw on the top to give it a little crunch. They even give you some of the little boba balls, but you don't really care for those, do you? I mean, I normally just eat it. Well, see, here's the problem. Whenever I get this, I, I, I'm a hoover. I just like open <laughs> my mouth and just shovel it in. So whatever goes in, goes in. I don't like try to build the perfect. It's all the perfect my, bite. Correct. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't ever want to eat at Satuli with like friends or anything because <laughs> that's like a let's get down to business type thing. But I will say I like the potato base more. I think it's really good. But you can't go wrong. I also get the herb sauce when we go. And I like that part of it, too. I like that it's customizable. I feel like you don't get that in a lot of Disney places. It's usually like, here's your entree. This is what it comes with. Bye. This one is fun. It's almost like a Chipotle feel. Yeah. I would agree. I love Satuli. I can't say enough good things about it. And I love how they seat you there. That's another big thing for me, that they don't allow you to sit down until you have your food. Until you have your tray. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I ordered for like an hour from now. Yeah. They are very strict. I love that. I love that they're savage about it. And they haven't let up. I expected, you know, when they first opened pandora that they were very strict because it was the new restaurant and everyone wanted to get in there and i kind of expected them to let up a little bit they're pretty lax about the outside seating just because i think that would be really hard to manage but definitely inside they have not let up they even rope it off sometimes you got a little person there directing you where to go it's awesome i don't think we've ever not been able to sit inside there sometimes you know we've had to do a, a look around and you're kind of eyeing someone. But I do think it's always been big enough to where if you're just a little patient, it works out. Do you think, I would be very interested to know, do you think Satuli or Docking Bay 7 sits more people inside? Inside? Or do you think they're like even? They're, I, uh, I might say Satuli. I think it does. It's just, I don't know. I I always wondered, why is Docking Bay 7 so small? And they have a lot of bar seating, which I think is weird. Like high. Yeah, high top with no backs. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's I do no think backs they, anywhere. I think they have backs. Oh, uh, well. But it's a high of, top seat. Like if you have a young child, that's not going to work for a lot of families. Just plop them up on the table. Maybe that makes that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's uh, I don't know. This is a rabbit hole. But like Woody's lunchbox. Why the heck are there like nine tables? Okay, this is a rabbit hole. My turn. My favorite entree that I've ever eaten in Animal Kingdom is the sweet and sour chicken. I did go with Yak and Yeti. We ate there recently as part of our research for our storytelling series. I absolutely fell in love with Yak and Yeti. It's part of the, what is it, group? No, Patina? it's not Patina Group. It I is. Thought it, oh. It's part of Landry's. Yes. The Rainforest Cafe and the. A critically acclaimed T-Rex restaurant. I thought there was another one too. Is like Boathouse or? Nope. No. Landry's is T-Rex, Yak and Yeti, and uh, both Rainforest Cafes. Oh, wow. That's really it. Well, this is definitely the best. The theming is impeccable, but the food really is good. So the sweet and sour chicken is what I got. It has garlic, ginger, bell peppers, and then a pineapple to give it a little bit of sweetness. The portion size was a lot. They give you a lot of food. And I mean, we've been there. We've been there twice. I'm pretty sure. And both times we've enjoyed it. Big shout out to their host staff because one time we accidentally made a reservation for the day before we wanted to go there and we showed up. We're like, hey, we have a reservation for I don't know, four o'clock. Like, yeah, four o'clock yesterday. I know because it, it we, was so embarrassing. We couldn't find it on our app. We're like, we don't know why it's not showing up. Here's our park reservation. It was back at the very beginning of everything when it was very hard to get a reservation to different parks. And yeah, they were very nice to us after we literally watched them turn another family away because they didn't have a reservation. Maybe they just felt bad for us. I mean, my face, whenever they said, you don't have a reservation today, I probably looked like a sad Like quite puppy. panicked, yeah. Yeah. So, big shout out to them. That was very nice of them. And they even encouraged us after the meal to go walk around and look at everything. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. I mean, shameless plug, if you want to go listen to a restaurant storytelling episode, I think that one is one of the best because it completely took us by surprise on how detailed the story is for this because you know you hear that it's part of the rainforest group and rainforest cafe you know same family and you think how deep can the story be but it's very entrenched into anandapur yeah very detailed dessert what is the best dessert you've ever had in disney's animal kingdom the best dessert i've ever had in animal kingdom are the churros no, we didn't have a crossover until this moment. Because, I mean, I guess it was meant to be. They're that good. So the churros from Nomad Lounge, they're really, I think, the only food that we've ever gotten from Nomad Lounge, but we consistently get them. It doesn't matter if I'm with you, with my sister, with our friend Sarah and Jeff from Adults in Disney. Like, we always get churros. It's the dipping sauces. It's the dipping sauces. So you get two dipping sauces. The one is a vanilla crema, which is our favorite. And then the other one is a little more adventurous. 
It's a strawberry chili sauce. A little spicy, like on the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. It's worth a try, but that's the one that we always kind of have left over. But the churros, I don't know how you make a churro just so drastically different than all others. But they're amazing. And don't quote me, but I am 90% sure they're gluten-free. So our allergy, I think they're allergy-friendly. I wonder, can I look it up? I believe so. I'm pretty sure they're good to go. I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to think of, do I have a runner-up just to give give the people another option? Because that was my be- best dessert I've ever ate as well. I'm trying to think, what does Tusker House serve for dessert? Is I don't know. Special? I mean, I, I know... What is the buffet? Tusker House. Oh, that is. I mean, they have such a variety of things. I almost went with like an ice cream or something, but then it just didn't feel right. Because if we're being honest, it has to be the churros. Yeah. I wanted to pick something in Dino Land because I do think Dino Land has some underrated food. But here's what I'll say. The little, the bakery, the walkthrough bakery that's in Africa I think they have some of the best chocolate chip cookies available. Do you have the answer on the gluten-free? It says for gluten, wheat, peanut, tree nut, and fish, shellfish allergies. So does that mean it's good to go? Yeah. Oh, yes. Allergy-friendly small plates. So if you fall into any of those categories, you are safe. Gluten, wheat, peanut, or tree nuts, and then... Fish and shellfish. Well, thank goodness about that last one. You never like know. Like a shrimp sauce <laughs> comes with it. <laughs> Maybe it's just like the mixing of the kitchens or something. Yeah. So no matter if, if you fall into any of those categories, the churros are a go. Which that's good. Get you some churros. Speaking of Nomad, did you see on their list, this is something we need to wait maybe a couple of months until it gets a little bit cooler. Nope. The, I already know what you're talking about. The corn bisque. Sweet corn soup. Oh, it's not a bisque. It's a soup. Is it a, I think it's a pour over as well. Like where they bring it out and there's stuff in your bowl and then they pour the hot soup on top of it. So it says it's butter poached lobster, cilantro crema, charred corn, pickled jalapeno, cojita, and tahine. Oh my gosh. I love every single one of those things. I know. Honestly, out of all of those ingredients, the lobster sounds the worst to me. <laughs> Brendan is the world's biggest cilantro fan. I might eat cilantro like straight off the stem. It's that good. He loves it. Another polarizing food. Some people say it tastes like soap. I feel that's honestly, I feel so sorry for those people that you don't get to enjoy cilantro. It is sad. Did you have any other honorable mentions that came up? I didn't think so. I th- I mean, because we kind of talked through a lot of mine. Like, I would have shouted out Satouli Canteen, and we already talked through that. Um, so, Flame Tree used to be our go-to for quick service, and, and now... And sometimes it still is. Yeah, but it's normally just for, like, a snack. You know, like, we'll split the mac and cheese or something. It's hard for me to justify eating, like, a real meal in Satouli. I mean, in Animal Kingdom, that's not Satouli. I haven't been to Restaurantosaurus in a long time. Well, yeah. I've never been to Pizzafari. Guess I'm missing out. So, 
I don't know. I really hope one day that we get a Pandora expansion and we get a table service restaurant. That would probably be pretty cool. I mean, again, just like good quality. Like a bioluminescent food. dinner. All your food is bioluminescent too. That would be cool. That sounds a little weird. No. But after talking about this, do you still stand by? You think Animal Kingdom has the best food of the four parks? Absolutely. And then the more that we started looking into it, I mean, the more it just piqued my interest. And I do feel pretty confident. I just think there's something for everyone. I think because it is a, you know, pretty diverse park, you got Africa, Asia, and then like all the American foods, the Flame Tree Barbecue, the Pandora, with like the kind of fresh foods. I just think there's such a variety that you're not going to get bored. You're not going to feel like the only thing that you can eat is chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers, although they have that if you're interested. I just think, yeah, it's an elevated food option park. And you can get even weird, like the jelly-filled barbecue sandwich. Like they have the novelty items to offer as well in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. I am going to do my very best on release day today to put out a little template. If you want to fill out the best thing that you ate in Animal Kingdom and put that up on your Instagram stories, make sure to tag us and we'll share it out there so people can learn about your favorite food items. So I will do my very best to get that up and share it, that template on Instagram. Anything else you have? I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back on Monday, and we will chat with you then. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.